And so, join me today, praise God, as we minister to God in our hearts, for our hearts. Father God, I thank you for the heart of faith you've given us. We don't have the heart of stone. We have received a heart of flesh, a heart that can hear, a heart that is not hardened. And Father, as the word is proclaimed through this set right now, we thank you for giving us ears that can hear, hearts that can understand, eyes that can see. Father God, we thank you for a moment like now that as we unveil the understanding of the identity of a believer, Lord, you are meeting us, Lord God, in manifesting wisdom, in bringing revelation, in quickening us in the truth of your word. Blessed be the name of the Lord, King of kings and Lord of lords. We bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, can we say your name? Today we are going to start in um, our revelation. We're going to start in unveiling the believer in Christ. Praise be to God. Um, unveiling the believer in Christ. Today we, we've been dealing with this subject in the past few weeks. And today we are coming to our session number four. Unveiling the believer in Christ. To God be the glory. That as we engage into the word of God, it is my prayer that a believer comes to the full identity of who he is, of who God has made him to be. And so we are going to endeavor to come into the understanding of the wisdom of God in Jesus' name. Praise be to God. Father, we love you and we bless you. You see, last week we understood that a believer is a child of God. And knowing that the believer is a child of God, we have also realized that being a child, the life of God is in him. To God be the glory. And he is the heir of God because he was named as a son. The believer has sonship. That sonship is not because the believer is a male. It's not because the believer is a gentleman. That sonship is an objective that has been given to the person who believes in Christ Jesus. It's an objective that says that anybody who believes has got the qualities of a son, the qualities of a heir. He has received the status of a heir. And so every believer, male, female, Greek, Jew, have become heirs of God as long as they believe in Christ. And so we came to understand that a believer is a child of God and has taken on the status of a son. You know, many times you may, many people receive children, of, give birth to children, and it uh, doesn't mean every child becomes uh, your, your heir, but there's one that is set apart to be your heir. And that one takes on the privileges that are entitled to the person who is writing the statement, the, the will. And a believer has received such in Christ Jesus that when we come into Christ Jesus, we receive heirship. We receive the Christ kind of being heir. We take on what Christ has rightfully done for us or rightfully accomplished for us and we have adopted or received the status of a heir. Praise be to God. 
Today we are going deeper, praise be to God, and we are going to learn, in this version we are learning, the believer is a new creation. I don't want us to take this for granted, but it is a very deep word and the core of our identity as believers. Because the believer, praise be to God, the believer is a new creation. This is not just a cliché. This is the evidence of what we have become, the emphasis of our existence as believers, the revelation of our existence as believers, the identity as believers is that we must look at ourselves as a new people. Any believer that fails to realize what he has become, that, that he has left another life to become another one, is a believer that is manipulating or playing with the work, finished work of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, it means he hasn't believed the finished work of Jesus Christ. A believer is a new creature. Praise be to God. As we come in the full identification of this, we're going to start from one of the famous verses in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. As we draw in the perception and understanding of the identity of the believer. You can never enjoy salvation until you come to the realization of what God has made you to be. You are not like any others. You are not like any other creations. You are a new creature, created, praise be to God, not used with things in the world, but things that the heavenly have created you. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, is a popular verse that, that declares actually big, makes the best line of the believer. He says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in, not if any man, if not any man be born, no, no, if any man be in, you must be in, praise be to God. If any man be in Christ, is a new creature. You can see that the word be there was not there in the original. So it says, if any man in Christ, if any man in Christ, if you find that you are in Christ, praise God, it doesn't matter what circumstances around you, the scripture says he is a new creation. Praise be to God. And it says, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This is undebatable. Praise be to God. He's emphasizing to us that the old frail, the weak is gone. Hallelujah. The old frail weak is gone. He's saying that you must have the confidence of what you have become as a new you. This is the baseline of our identity as believer. There is no way you can believe in Christ Jesus, stand in Christ Jesus, and not take on the mentality of a new creature. The baseline of our living, the baseline of why we are saved, we must look at ourselves in the eyes of the Messiah, in the eyes of what God looks us to us, look, looks at us as, as a new creation, praise be to God. There is a promise of this grace that God revealed to us in the Old Testament. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 to 19, there is a promise of this that God revealed to us to bring us to the revelation of what he was intending to do. 
And the Bible says, remember ye not the former thing. In other words, God is admonishing us. He's telling us when you, he's about to do something that you will remember no more the old thing. I take this scripture as an admonition that is telling us, believer, you have no right to remember your old you. He's saying, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Praise be to God. We are admonished not to remember the old. And it says in verse 19, praise God. Hallelujah. Behold, I will do a new thing. This was a promise. I will do. Now it shall spring forth. You see, that is what a believer is. A believer, when he believes in Jesus Christ, he just springs forth. You don't know where he's coming from. You don't know where he's going. He's like a wind. He's like a, a wind. Jesus said, he that is born of the spirit is like wind. You don't know where he's coming from. You don't know where he's going, but he just springs forth. And so it is. A believer will just spring forth and shall ye know it? Now look at what he says here. I will. Praise be to God. He says, I will. You see, whenever God is saying, I will, it means he is it is entirely up to him to do. Without adding anything from any man, it is God's responsibility to begin it and to finish it. He says, I will, just like he told Abraham, blessing, I will. Whether you like it, whether you let me down, Abraham, I will. And God is saying to us here, I will. What will he do? Praise be to God. Hallelujah. He says to us here, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Praise be to God. We remember that this is what Jesus told us in chapter, in John chapter 4, that rivers of living water are able to spring out of you. Praise be to God. A believer is a new creation to God be the glory, which was dry like a desert. He was dry as a desert. He was dry as a wilderness. He was nothing. But out of that nothing, God made rivers to spring in a believer. Though God be the glory. Because God was giving a promise here in Isaiah that he will do it in a believer. And so he helps us to be admonished and understand we are not supposed to remember the former things because we are a new creature with rivers flowing out of us in Jesus' name. You may look at yourself as dry and what, but God is saying there are rivers inside of you. So that was a promise by then, to God be the glory. Let's continue. Because God... As you see there in that verse, it says, I will make a way. Who was the way? The way is Christ. Christ became our way, praise be to God, for us in Christ. And gave us rivers flowing within us. Somebody must believe I'm a new creation with rivers flowing within me. Praise be to God. There are rivers flowing within us. So when we talk of new things, praise God, what are the old things that are passed away? Things God never wants us to remember. What are these things God never wants us to remember? When you go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, praise be to God, it also begins clearly to inform us. It says, Wherefore, henceforth now, we know, henceforth know we no man, 
Know we no man after the flesh. Know we no man after this is the place where God wants you to get amnesia concerning the flesh. That you have no description of yourself according to your flesh. According to the attributes of your flesh. What does God want us to forget? What does God want us never to remember? What are those old things that have passed away? That is what we're describing today. That a believer is a new creature. He says, what are those old things? We know no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, we knew him as a Jew. We knew him as born of Mary. But that information does not surpass the resurrected Christ. Praise be to God. The resurrected Christ is become the mediator of all mankind. He's become this, the, the, the living soul. He's become the living one that lives to save and intercede and stand and become the righteousness of all those that believe. Praise be to God. And so we know no man after the flesh, but we know no Christ as well after the flesh. Yet no, yet now, hence now, we him no more. We don't know Christ according to how he worked as a carpenter. We know him as a savior, praise be to God. We know him as the righteousness of men. We know him as our holiness. We know him as our king. We don't know him anymore, praise be to God, according to his earthly lineage. No, we know him differently. Now, if we know him differently, the same thing ought to happen to us that have become a product of him. And that is why he says, therefore, praise be to God, if any man be in Christ, we are a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In Romans chapter 8 verse 9, he helps us to understand what we need to forget. You need to forget. You need to, what does he say to us? But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. What are we? In the spirit. And he says, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Believer, if the spirit of God dwells in you, praise be to God. That means you ought to understand that you are of the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. You are not under the flesh, but in the spirit. To God be the glory. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If you believe that you have the spirit of Christ in you, then you've got to make up your mind that you are not of the flesh anymore. You are not of the flesh anymore. So you don't look at your flesh to, to determine your way forward. You don't say, because my daddy used to be, because my mother used to be, because they did my... No, no, I don't look at the lineage of, my, of the flesh to determine my way forward. I look at the Christ of Ketele Yadaba. I look at my spiritual nature. I look at my spiritual background. I look at that place, praise be to God, that Christ has already designated. What is that place? That I am born of the Spirit, praise be to God. I have received the sonship in Christ Jesus. I have received the Spirit of God. 
And if the spirit of Christ be in you, you take on the nature of Christ himself. Can we say amen? So what does God want us to forget? That you are not of the flesh. Somebody say amen. You are not of the... Your pride or your boasting cannot be in the flesh. Your boasting should be in the spirit. Praise God. What else does God want us to forget? In the same chapter, look at verse 10. Praise God. Verse 10. Thank you, Jesus. And if Christ be in you, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. The body is dead, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. In other words, I don't live my life relying on the nature and the attributes of the body because the body is dead. I don't refer to this body that was born by men that I, I may determine my going ahead. I may determine my state of living. I may determine, no, 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 no. I look at the nature. I look at the spirit side. I'm controlled by the spirit side. I'm controlled by the spiritual side. Praise be to God. So the spirit of God, if it is in you, if the spirit of Christ be in you, then the spirit is life. You've got life. Your life is of righteousness. Can we say amen? What does God want us to forget? As a new creature, you cannot live in Christ Jesus and still remember the flesh and still determine your life as the flesh. We are trying to open the pages to remove the things that are unnecessarily needed in our new creature. Because you must understand that there is an identity you must adopt. An identity you must embrace. An identity you must agree with. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22. Praise be to God. What does it say to us? And if Christ, what does it say to us? And that ye put off. What does it say? That ye put off concerning the former conversation. The old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. There is a responsibility here. God is telling us, put off. Put it aside. If it is in your mind, in your thinking, in your talking, in your prayer, put aside things God never wants you to remember. Put them aside. Put it off. There's no need of repenting of that body because that body is dead. Ketelayaba. It is, it has been put away. You can never be effective and enjoy the salvation life unless the old man is declared, considered dead. Dead. Dead as the word goes, praise God. This is not a positional place. This is a place of belief that I know what I have become. I'm not trying to get the status quo. You must believe. He says that he put off concerning the former conversation. The old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Many people fail to embrace the new creature because they are carrying a dual identity. They are carrying a dual identity everywhere they are. They are failing to realize that all old things have passed away. 
and new things have become. We must learn to let go, praise God. To do what? Let go of the former things. And he says in verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The new creature can never be effective if at all you don't allow yourself to be renewed in your thinking. He says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And he says, verse 24, that you put on the new man. Do what? Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. A believer is one who agrees with himself that he died with Christ. This new man is created not according to the will of men, not according to the desire of their parents, not according, no, this man is created according to the will of God. And the things that design this man are not earthly things. The new person in Christ Jesus has been designed, praise God, in righteousness, in righteousness and holiness, not of himself but of God. The things that made us to make us be, to make us become, are not things that are connected with earthly generations or with earthly lineages or with the life around us. Our experiences that we go through do not determine what nature we have become in the spirit. Scripture is a power over every experience you may encounter. Scripture has authority over every experience that may come unto you. So God is telling us that learn to put off whatever experience you've ever got, whatever thing your family may have done, whatever thing that may have happened through your living on this world, don't let it to determine the nature of your spirit. You are a man and a woman who has been born of God. You have become a new creation, praise be to God. And in becoming a new creation, you were not created with things that perish, things that are today and tomorrow they are not. You were designed by heavenly things. You were designed in righteousness. You were designed in holiness. These are your nature. They are not things that you go to pursue and become them. I don't pursue to go and be righteous. No, I am already righteous, so I do and walk righteous, not because I'm trying to be righteous, but because I was made that way in the spirit. Praise be to God. We are made that way. Thank you, Jesus. A woman expects a, uh, to have a child not because it has just happened to her. No, it's because her body was designed to bear a child. And so a believer was designed righteous. So when he sets us to do righteousness, he's just doing it from his nature. And he's not just doing it to become. Praise be to God. So a new man is created in righteousness. So God wants us to forget the former things. Put off the former things. Put off the thinking that you are cursed. Put off the thinking that because your parents were. Put off the lineage of the flesh. Put it off out of your mind. Put it off out of your thinking. 
Put off whatever afflicted that body. Put it. Put it off. It can never benefit you in salvation when you are going around trying to say this. No, no. Believe what Jesus has done for you. And take off that body. Don't allow, Don't allow that mentality to control your goings and your coming. Don't try to say, I am this because this. No, no, no. You a new man. You a new person. You a new, new. You are new, praise be to God. You are new. Your identity is of a new creature. Praise be to God. That is why he says, what is it that we must get rid of? The new creature must forget the self-made righteousness. The new creature must forget the self-made righteousness. Look at Philippians chapter 3 verse 7. Praise be to God. Philippians chapter 3 verse 7. He lets us to understand. Praise be to God. But that what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yes. You cannot be in a new creature if at all you cannot identify with the lost. There was a death, praise be to God. Yes. You cannot. Those things he counted, the flesh, what did he count? He, was, he counted many things as being important to him, but they will become lost because of Christ. You can't be in Christ and carry both. Any righteousness, look at verse 8. What does he say? Yet doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. In other words, you cannot win Christ while still holding on to the other world. You cannot win Christ while you're still holding on to the old man. You cannot win Christ while you're still... No, you've got to make up your mind and say, I know whose I am. It doesn't matter what it happened. I know whose I am. I've chosen a life that is of a new creature. Praise be to God. The new creature is new. It is not a dual creature. It's not a creature that is working with a dual identity. Here he is still old and then he is identified as, no, you are new, praise God, hallelujah. You are new. You got to let go the things that tell you that you are cursed. You got to let go. I'm talking to a believer here, praise God. You got to let go for the things that tell you that you were failure because of this. No. The experiences in the world have nothing to do with the identity you have in Christ Jesus. Your identity in Christ Jesus, praise be to God. Your identity in Christ Jesus is only based on what Christ has accomplished for you, in you. Praise be to God. Verse 9, he says, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. Praise be to God. You see, righteousness which is by faith. That I am what I am, not because of what I have done. I am what I am because of what Christ has done for me. That is what I'm trying to say. The new creature cannot be able to walk in Christ effectively when he's still holding on to the old. When he's still trying to make ends meet of how to be righteous. No, no. 
the righteousness that comes upon a new being that is made. The new creature is made of is a righteousness that Christ has accomplished from A to Z. We don't go to work for it. We don't go to labor to be righteous. No, we are made that way. Praise God. We just have to acknowledge and say, I am what God says. Uh, I am. I lose everything. There must be a loss that you say, I let go that I may agree with what Jesus said. Yes, I, I still see these things in my life. I still see that things in my life. Yes, because you still give them attention. But you learn to say, I let go, I let go. You will see the work of the spirit in your spirit. Praise God. Changing and transforming you. Because you become an instrument for God's transformation. For God to transform. You become an instrument. You become an instrument of righteousness. That God will transform you when you allow to let go. Can you say, I let go? See, the new creature is that Christ is perfected for us the righteousness that pleases the Father. Christ has perfected us the righteousness that does what? Pleases the Father. I cannot do anything to please God when I'm outside God. The identity of a believer is in Christ. It is not in how much he can fight off curses. It is in Christ. You can do nothing without Christ. It is Christ that identifies us. It is in Christ, praise God, that we are fulfilled. It is in Christ that we are righteous. However, when you pray from January to December without identifying with the finished work of Jesus Christ, it is a waste of time. It is Christ, praise God, that identifies us. It is Christ, to God be the glory. It is him alone that gives us the identity that is acceptable before the Father. We have not been saved, as I said before, positionally, as if we are people holding a status quo. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. You see, it is important to realize that this scripture that we are talking about, that a believer is a new creature, praise God. This is one of the many scriptures that moves us from the middle. There's no middle ground, praise be to God. There is no middle ground. The Bible clearly tells us, to God be the glory, that if any man be in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away and all things have become new. In other words, there is no middle ground whereby you are this way, one leg this one, one the other. No, a new creation, a person who is in Christ Jesus ought to understand and ought to believe that he has completely become a new creation and he needs to be trained in how he should walk as a new creation. Praise be to God. The middle ground is, no, is where believers think that they are sinners or they are sinners covered by grace. Oh, I'm just a sinner covered by grace. It all sounds so humbling, so humility. But yet it is defying the very work that makes you clean. 
You cannot say, oh, I'm a sinner covered by grace. No. You cannot be in Christ and then you are talking about yourself as a sinner. Christ is holy and righteous. In him there is no darkness. You cannot be the darkness in him. You are not a sinner covered by grace. You are a new creation created in righteousness. Righteousness completely from head to toe. You are righteous. Praise be to God. Like can we say amen? You are righteous. To God be the glory. And so it is important for us to understand that scripture says a believer has become a new creation. And knowing this, it helps us to understand that grace is not given to us to cover our sin. Grace is not given to us to cover our sins, but to remove our sins. Grace is not coming into our life. Grace is not supplied to us to cover our sins. No. Grace is the force, the power that, that, that God has supplied to us. Praise be to God in Jesus' name. To remove everything that was a mess in our lives. So we cannot look at grace as an entertainer of our sins. Grace comes to get rid of sin. Not entertain it. Not abide with it that it comes to cover your sins. Grace comes to deal with it and get rid of it. That's what he did. Praise be to God. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise, praise God. Hallelujah. We must not define ourselves by our life experiences. We must come to a place of realizing our experiences are not the source. They are not the source of our identity. But the scripture is the source of our identity. I look in the mirror to know who I am. To know what I look like. And the mirror of our soul. The mirror of our identity. Is. Is the scripture. Praise be to God. If we cannot see ourselves as a new creature. We give room to the sin world. to come in. The moment you cannot see yourself. That things have changed then you will give room to entertain the world to influence your life. But these two worlds can never live together. Let's look at the parable in Matthew chapter 9. Praise God. Matthew chapter 9, verse 16. Jesus is saying something that narrates to distinguish the two, the old and the new. He says, now no man puts a piece. No man does what? No man puts a piece of a new cloth and to an old garment. For that which is put in to fill it up takes from the garment and the rent is made worse. The rent is, is made worse. Praise God. He's saying that you cannot bring the new grace and put it alongside with the law with their old life and think they're going to gel together and seem no, they can't work together. There is no middle ground. Praise God. He's trying to say to us, you cannot allow grace to work with the law and to work with these things and so that they may be able to abide together. No. Praise be to God. He gives another example and says in verse 17, neither do men put 
new wine in two old bottles, else the bottles break and the wine runs out and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles and both are preserved. Praise be to God. Now look at this, what he's trying to say to us. The old mind is not compatible with the new. The old mind of thinking is not compatible with the new. He says to us, the believer is not a new person filled with the old. Praise be to God. A believer is not a person, an old person filled with the old. You cannot be under the law and remain in grace. We cannot have two going together. What am I trying to say to you? There are certain things you must come to allow yourself to be and declare, I have become what Jesus has said I've become. Maybe I still see this happening in my life. Maybe I still, that is what grace has come to do to you. Praise be to God. You cannot walk around still holding on the notions that you know are not for you and then you'd expect that you will see the effectives of grace. Allow yourself to say, I am what Jesus says I am. The more you agree with grace, the more you allow grace to go to work. The more you agree with what the Spirit is saying, the more grace goes to work. But the more you are resistant, the more you are looking at yourself, I am, I've got to be this, I cannot be this, I'm fighting with this. No, that is where you're putting hesitations of what God is doing. Because many people allow to, 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 to go into, I must break this. I must come against this curses. I must come against this kind of life. I must come against it. There you are hindering the grace of God to work. You just say, I am a new creature and I've become this. And the moment you agree with God and start to think that way, start to talk that way, look at life that way, the rest, which is what God does, he works salvation in you, he will bring it to the fulfillment. Because you can't save yourself from anything. It is he that saves us, praise be to God. And that is why he tells us, look at it here. In Romans chapter 6, verse 14, Romans 6, 14 puts it clearly. You see, to be under the law is to be under the dominion of sin. He says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law. If you are dual-minded, you are allowing yourself to be under sin. Even if you don't like sinning, you are under, you, you hold a consciousness of sin that makes you to be uh, affected by it. He says to us, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law. In other words, if I allow myself to be under the law, then that means I allow myself to be influenced by sin. But he says, if you allow yourself to be under grace, the rest shall be dealt with. God will deal with that. God will give you the ability to resist sin. God will give you the ability to walk in the grace of God because you don't save yourself. He saves us. He saves us. For salvation belongs to the Lord. All I need to do is to agree with what God has said. What am I doing to you today? I'm identifying the believer in you. 
I'm identifying you and trying to give you the means of appreciating what God has said. So choose to be in grace and agree with God. I am what God says. Praise be to God. Because it clearly tells us in that scripture, you cannot be in under grace and then not think. And then you cannot be under the law and avoid sin. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. So when you are under grace, sin has no power over you. The Spirit of God also does not lead believers by the law. Anything that is connected to the law is not led by the Spirit of God. Somebody may say, how dare you say that? Look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 18. Galatians chapter 5 verse 18. He says to us, thank you Jesus. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. In other words, if the Spirit is in control and leading you, that means you are not under the law. What does this describe to us? It reveals to us clearly, praise be to God, thank you Jesus, that the law relies on the works of the flesh to make you righteous. The law depends on your performances to make you righteous before God. So, if you are led by the law, you will be working hard to be the things God has already said you are. So what is he saying to us? But if ye be led of the Spirit, what is the Spirit saying? The Spirit is what the Scripture is saying to us in the New Testament. What does that Scripture say? That I am a new creature, so I walk with the witness of the Spirit that says I'm a child of God. By that same witness, it tells me I'm the righteousness of God. By that same witness, it tells me I am holy in Christ Jesus. By that same witness, the Spirit is telling me what I have already accomplished in Christ Jesus. Praise be to God. But the law is telling me you are not. You must work hard to become those things. But the Spirit tells me I'm already those things. I'm already what God has said I am. And that is what he's trying to tell us. that If ye are led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. What does the Spirit tell me? I am the righteousness of God. I am above and not beneath. I am of, of the promises of Abraham. I am. What does the Spirit tell me? The Spirit is convincing me, telling me, I have done it already in you. You are perfected already. Can we say amen? This is a time to identify a believer. Galatians chapter 5 verse 4. To God be the glory. Helps us to understand something in detail here. He says, Christ has become of no effect unto you whosoever of you is justified by the law. We are trying to identify what we need to learn to forget. Forget the works of the flesh because the works of the flesh are the works of the law. They are the, the, you, the, the more you use your flesh to try to determine who you are, the more you, 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 you are away from grace. You don't use the flesh to determine who you are. Christ has become of no effect to you 
whosoever of you are justified by the law, the law demands performance, you are fallen from grace. That doesn't mean you have lost your salvation. But that means you have fallen from the benefit of what grace offers. You are, you are debtor to the law. You are now going to live your life trying to make ends meet because of what the flesh is telling you to do. But God is saying to you and me, praise be to God, we are of grace and that means that which we want so much to become, God has made us. We all need just to become it, partake of it, receive it, agree with it, acknowledge it, understand it, walk in it. Praise be to God. So he says, ye are fallen of grace. Don't fall out of grace. You may be saved, yes, and people may not be walking in grace because they are walking under the law. Ah, I need you to understand, it will be a very hard salvation walk for you if you don't walk in grace. To walk in grace is to be in agreement with Christ. Now what you did for me is what I am, praise be to God. To walk in grace is to agree for the Lord to accomplish the work he has accomplished in you in Christ Jesus. Praise be to God. Can we say amen? You see, according to the scripture, in Romans chapter 6 verse 4, praise be to God. Romans chapter 6 verse 4, it helps us to understand something clearly here. To help us know the things that have passed away. The things that are done. Therefore, we are buried with him in baptism. What have we been done? We are buried with him in baptism. I must come to appreciation that I was buried. That dead man was died. Why am I repeating all this over and over? Because it reveals the identity of who we are. To silence the voice of the devil that brings condemnation unto you. Therefore, he says, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. God be the glory. Verse 5. Thank you, Jesus. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, if you don't consider yourself dead, there's no way you can consider yourself resurrected. If you don't consider that you died and you're still dealing with the fleshy things of your ancestral, then there's no way you can claim a resurrection. Because the resurrection is only for those that are died. The resurrection is for the dead. So a believer must identify that there are things that have passed away. Old things have passed away, and the passing away was the old man. That old man passed away. Praise be to God. And by passing away, then you can rightfully claim the resurrection. So he says, in the likeness of his death. So if you don't consider yourself having died, why would you then claim the resurrection? Then he says, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Praise be to God. So we relate to the Christ who is risen. We who believe today, are in we relate to the risen Christ. Not to the experience of the dead man. 
not to the experience of the old man, not to the experience of the lineage of the law. We have been raised with Christ. Hallelujah. And so we live our lives as the resurrection, according to the resurrection of Christ. So he goes in verse 6. Verse 6, he seals it and he says, Knowing this, it must be a knowing, that our old man is crucified with him, that the old body, that body of sin might be destroyed. This is not just positional, that it might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin anymore. This is a choice for a believer. It is something a believer must agree with himself. Praise be to God. That the old man was crucified. That old man died. So when we talk of a new creature, we must identify that there are things that have passed away. I should not just live anyhowly. No, I must acknowledge that every old man, that every tenderness of the old man has passed away. Within me lies righteousness. Within me lies holiness. The Holy One dwells in me. And anything that is trying to show me about that old guy that used to be, that is a thing trying to come in. But according to me, I am a new man in Christ Jesus. Praise be to God. And that old man needs to be kept out, kept dead. Praise be to God. Because he was crucified with Christ. Praise be to the living God. I cannot look at myself anything else. Why am I emphasizing this? This is why we must forcefully, forcefully bring the understanding of who we are. Believe it. Fight against the mind mindset that tells you that you are not. Fight against the mindset that tells you you are still under sin. Fight the mindset that tells you you are still working for your righteousness. Find the mindset that tells you you are still alive and say, no, you are dead. And what does that mean? That old man was destroyed. I said, the old man was, he's destroyed. He's no longer. He does not matter anymore. He does not stand anymore. For the knowledge of Christ to benefit a believer, we must see ourselves as a new creation. The knowledge of Christ to benefit you, you must see yourself as somebody who has risen again. Somebody who has come to life. Somebody who has come from the dead. Somebody whose slate is clean, praise be to God. Father, we give you praise. Unveiling the believer. A believer is a person who has risen with Christ. Oh, Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. This is emphasized more in Galatians because we must come to the realization nothing else matters but the new creature. Nothing else matters but the new creature. Look at Galatians chapter 6 verse 15. Galatians chapter 6 verse 15. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision. Circumcision here stands for ritual performances. He says, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. But a new, you cannot walk in salvation, praise be to God, 
and still uphold ritual performances, all observance of, uh, of rituals. This is one of the most important scriptures that completely nullifies Judaism. Because this is the scripture, Judaism stood on the performances and observance of rituals. And Paul is taking all those that are circumcised, he's telling them all those that have their confidence in circumcision, that it availeth nothing in Christ Jesus. And he also tells those people that are saying, well, I am not believing in Christ, but I don't do those rituals. He says, even if you don't do those rituals, in Christ nothing else avails but a new creation, a new creature. Praise be to God. This verse is one of the most important statements in Christian truth. Praise God. It's very important because it stipulates here two kinds of people. It stipulates that there are those that are a new creature and those that are not. In other words, God is looking upon this earth and is not seeing us by the color of our skin. He's not seeing us by the gender of our making. He's not seeing us by our education. God is looking at the earth and seeing a two-people kind. He's seeing a people that are a new creation and the people that are not a new creation. And God is stipulating to us that there's nothing else that matters in Christ Jesus but the new creation. Praise be to God. This is the bottom line. A, should, a child of God, a believer in Jesus Christ, has become a new creature. He must walk like it, think like it, talk like it, believe it, really understand that I am not held in custody, I'm not held captive by the trials and tendencies of my past, by the experiences of my family. I'm not held captive by those things of long time. But I am a new creation. Oh, Father God, we believe that we are new creatures in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I'm a new creature. We are a new creature. What does it mean that we are new creatures? What does it reveal to us being a new creature? How should I walk as a new creature? In, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it gives us a glimpse of what God intends of us. Look at what it says, chapter 2. But it says to us, for we are his workmanship. We are his, this is important. He says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus and two good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Praise be to God. The new creature is a workman. In other words, he is the handiwork of God. And he also says to us that the new creature is been made for particular things, to fulfill particular things. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We are the master of God. The master planner, the handy. It's like a man who's going to build a house. He brings the architect. He designs everything. He, he buys the land. He does everything. You haven't seen the finished product. But in doing all the design, in working with all the, 
the, the, the, the surveyors and working with everything as he works with is after producing the finished plan. The finished plan which will be the big car, which will be whatever it is. And the new creation is that finished product. He is the workman. He is the masterpiece of God. The one which God has created through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So we are the handwork of his work. Praise be to God. And a born again believer, being a masterpiece of God, it means that he has been designed to do particular things. Praise God. So he says, put that scripture back again. What does he say to us? He says that created in Christ Jesus and two good works. And two, and two good works. That we are, while it is true that we are not saved by good works. We are not saved by, but good works become a product of what we have become. We are not saved because we are good, because of what we have done. But we are saved in order to do good works. Somebody say, I'm a doer of good works. Yes. Good works are, the, are not the roots. They are not the roots of our salvation. No. But they are the fruits of what we have become. Praise be to God. We are the fruits. So I don't walk righteous to be saved. I walk righteous because it is my identity. It is who I am. It is the fruit of my salvation. Praise be to God. So that is why we don't walk in performance of rituals. We walk in the evidence of what we have been saved, of what we have become. Praise be to God. Father, we give you praise. I walk because I am. I don't walk to be. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. The new creature does not work to be. He works because he is. He works because he is. I am because God has made me so. Can somebody say amen? Can somebody say amen? In this understanding and with this understanding, we must come to the realization of what God has made us to be. That the works that we do and not the works that make us saved, but the works we do are the evidence of what we have believed. They are the evidence of what we have become. Titus puts it in a better way as we conclude this. Look at Titus chapter 3 verse 5. I hope everybody out there is blessed. Praise be to God. Titus chapter, what does Titus say to us? Chapter, he says, chapter 3 verse 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Take it from verse 4, praise be to God, because we need that verse 5. Take it to verse 4. He says, but after that, the, love, the kindness and the love of God are Savior, praise God, toward man appeared. It's appeared to us that we may be saved. Verse 5, praise God. Not by the works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So this is why we are new creatures. This is very important why we are the new creature, a new creation. 
He says we are saved by washing. We are saved by, by washing. And in this washing, it is Jesus that cleanses us off. He cleanses that old man down. He completely tears him down. Praise God. He washes us by the washing of the word. Praise God. Because in doing this, he washes it. And through it, through that washing, we are regenerated. We are regenerated. We are revived. Praise God. Brought to life. Praise God. And in being brought to life, the Holy Spirit goes inside of us and renews. Not using the old things to renew us. No. But he uses righteousness and holiness to renew us. Praise be to God. We are renewed. My identity and my trust is not in my flesh, but it is in what Christ has made me. Oh, praise be to God. So when we say that we are regenerated and we are made whole, we're trying to say we identify with the resurrected Christ. We identify with him alone who is risen and is established as our Father and our God. As we come to conclusion of I want to lead you to an understanding that you are new. A new man that has been recreated with no apologies. With no apologies. Because you were recreated not by yourself, but by one thing alone, by the will of God. God gave you an ear to hear, a heart to understand and eyes to see, that you may come to the wisdom and knowledge of God. Come to realize who he is. And in realizing who he is, he begat you. Praise God. He renewed you. He recreated you. Praise be to God. In recreating you, Father God, to give you praise, you became a new creature. A new creature that is not determined by the performance of your life. If you are determined by Christ himself, your full picture of identity is not in the Adamic heart, in the Adamic soul, in the Adamic way of living, in the Adamic history. Your newness is in in other words, the true identity of you is not earthly. It is heavenly. Your true picture of yourself is Christ at the right hand of the Father. Your true DNA in the spirit can only be got from the right hand of the Father. Today, look at yourself as a new new creation. I have become a new being. When you look at yourself so, the Holy Ghost, the grace of God, takes center stage to work in you and bring the best of you. Knowing our identity is to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. Is to allow the Holy Spirit be to take and work in us. Jesus said to Peter, 
If I don't wash you, you are none of me. He said to Peter in chapter 13, John chapter 13, he says to Peter something very important. Verse 7, And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do you know not, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter says, Thou shalt not wash my feet. Jesus answered, If I wash thee not, thou shalt not part. Thou hast no part with me. If I wash you not, thou hast no part with me. I want to bring this to you. If you don't allow yourself to see yourself as a new creation, you are denying your part in Christ. You are denying your part. The new creation comes into existence because of the washing. This washing of the feet was just a symbolism of what Christ was saying. That he washes the feet. The feet are the ones that take the gospel. The feet are the they, 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 they are upon the armor of God, they, they represent the gospel. And that is what washes us. We are washed by the word, praise God. Hallelujah. And Jesus is saying, if I don't wash you, for you to understand you have become a new creation, for you to understand you have become a new being, for you to understand you have become a, 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 a new existence that has never been before, then you have no pardon. Why am I emphasizing this? Because people holding on, believers holding on to the nature of old to determine their life in Christ is wrong. Is wrong. Holding on to your nature of, of, of what life used to be, of what the dead man did, what the things happened in your family lineage is wrong. God is saying, I have made you anew in Christ. Receive it. Believe it. Acknowledge it. Understand it. And you shall see that the fruitfulness of your salvation will manifest in your life. To God be the glory. Father, we give you praise and we glorify your holy name. So as we come to any conclusion, I want to pray for you. So God bless you. God increase you. God calls you to abound. God calls you to be touched by the word of God that it may prevail in your spirit. God calls you to amount with his grace. God calls the grace of God to come in you and help you in every infirmity and weakness. In the name of Jesus, I declare that you are blessed. I declare that you are a blessing. I declare that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. I decree upon you that the life of Christ is in you to bring the best out of you in Jesus' name. I decree in the name of Jesus that you are going ahead and beyond your expectation. I declare that in this season, you sh it shall not depart until it fulfills the opening of your understanding for who you are. That God may reveal to you what he has accomplished in you already. You are more than a conqueror. You are above and not beneath. So celebrate your newness in Christ. Celebrate your newness in the King of Kings. Celebrate that you're a new creature. You are a person who's been designed and set apart to reveal to the world the goodness of the Lord. To God be the glory.
God bless you. As we come to an end of this, I want to charge you and encourage you that you walk as a new person. 